The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Indie authors now wear more hats than ever as we strive to create a career full of meaning, prosperity, and potential. We've juggled the demands and continue to be rebels in the face of adversity. Now, after years of hearing the shouts of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. I am so glad that you're here on this fine Christmas week. Can you believe it's already Christmas, guys? I I honestly have no idea how that happened. (laughs) I swear it was like two minutes ago and it was Halloween and we were getting ready to go out and trick-or-treat. Now we're approaching 2022 and my head is full of thoughts about what will that year look like? How do I want to design it? What kind of things do I want my author career, my life, my world to look like? in the coming year? And how is it going to be different from this past year? Well, obviously, in order to do that, you have to sit down and really think about the things that you've accomplished throughout the year to see, you know, did you accomplish the things that you set out to to do? And number two, really, what kind of things would you rather have done? What sort of things would you like to change as you go into the new year? So for me, I've obviously implemented a number of things like the plan your series challenge, And I have published a number of books, just like I had planned to do, not as many as I'd planned, but I had made that whole thing happen. I wanted to launch Rapid Release Roadmap officially, which I did in January. It was kind of a bumpy ride, but it went well. And now we have hundreds of students in the program, which is pretty awesome. So there are things that I've done that I set out to do, and I am very proud of, and I'm happy with. But as I go into the new year, there's definitely things that I could improve on, things like, Increasing the number of students who know about, you know, author revolution, who know about me and the way that I teach, who understand the difference in what I do versus what other people do, that sort of thing. I think that's really where my biggest challenges are going to be for next year is making sure I can get the word out about author revolution. So guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you like it, please, please, please help me by sharing it with your friends and your colleagues that are also writers. It will help me spread the word about who I am and what I do. Now, the biggest thing that I've been thinking about, though, is how do I differentiate myself, right? So as an entrepreneur, my biggest differentiator is about the mindset and about making sure that we're building a sustainable career. The indie author community, I mean, you guys know this, it's just a little over a decade old. And for the majority of that time, I have been writing and I have been publishing even though I haven't been consistently publishing until 2017. But I did start writing in 2010, and I published in 2013. So I've been in the space 
since then. And before that, I was in the traditional space where I was working at bookstores and I was working for printers and for publishers. So I've been around a long time and I've seen this growth and I've been the kind of person that's had a finger on the pulse of the community. And the thing that I've really seen is we kind of go through, we have this spectrum, right? We've got this spectrum of people who are either like, oh my God, writing a book is so hard. I don't know how I'm ever going to do it. And so they maybe don't even write the one book that they know they have inside them, the one that they know they've been trying to get out. And they just, for whatever reason, can't do it. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got these people who have taken on the insane productivity mentality that you have to publish a book a month, or the faster you publish, the more you're going to earn, or the faster you publish, the better it's going to be, or the faster you publish, that's the only way you can maintain your income. And that mentality is like, obviously, the opposite end of the spectrum to the guy that hasn't even published the first one. So how then, you know, for me, this has been like the biggest goal of Author Revolution, how then do we bridge that gap? How do we teach the guy who hasn't yet finished the thing, who hasn't yet finished their first book and put it out there? And then talk also to that audience who is going, you know, headlong towards burnout. How do we teach them that there's a better way? How do we teach them that we can go ahead and create a career out of being an indie author that is not only sustainable, but it is fulfilling and it is doable and it's not as scary as people make it out to be, right? And that was really kind of the goal of Author Revolution's uh, Rapid Release Roadmap course. I wanted to create a course that taught people how to be sustainable with their rapid releasing. Because I've seen so many people go, you know, completely into burnout, trying to do the, the book a month situation. And then they get locked into it thinking that's the only way to continue to maintain their royalties. But that's not the only way. And then you've got these other people who think, oh my God, even four books a year, that's insane. I can't do the one. So we're over here trying to figure out this balancing act, trying to figure out how to teach people to do this in a way that feels good. Now, one of the things that I've noticed, because the indie author industry is so new, because it's only a decade or so old, you know, it's like been the blind leading the blind. We've kind of all jumped into this thing. We saw Amanda Hawking in the very beginning go, hey, I put these books out really fast and I earned muku bucks, you can too. And then other people latched onto it. And then you had the military mindset people who were like, okay, let's do this as a very regimented way to do it. It must be done this way. And then you had, you know, the intense marketers who have a certain strategy that they like to implement. And all of these things kind of created the drumbeat of more is better, more is better, more is better, faster, more, faster, faster. But what I've seen over the years is authors burning out completely. They get overwhelmed, they burn out, and then they don't want to write anymore. And why would they? I mean, their creativity is completely dried up. Think about the, the things that you love to do. And if you binge on them for too long, eventually you burn out on them, right? It's like that, that song that you love to listen to over and over and over and over and over and over until you kill it and you can't listen to it anymore. It's the same concept. You only have a finite amount of resources when it comes to your creativity, when it comes to being able to do things of that nature. And when we try to push ourselves to be mechanical about it, what ends up happening is we 
start to fail for starters, our creativity dries up. We start getting cranky with the people that we love. We start getting frustrated with ourselves because we're not performing, especially all of you high performers and perfectionists out there. And all of this stuff then leads to a downward spiral of a career that no longer is serving you. You know, and one of the things that I've really seen with my students, with other students that are, you know, out in the indie author community is that they they haven't been told that it's okay to slow down. They haven't been told it's okay to speed up. And so there are a couple of different things at play here. And so that's why I'm really trying to to show with Rapid Release Roadmap that you can create a sustainable career, whether it's four books a year, or whether it's two books a year, you don't have to be doing anything more or less than you feel comfortable. Maybe four books a year seems like it's not enough. And if that feels like that to you, then increase your speed. But I know for me, because I work on another full-time job with Author Revolution, I can't do more than four right now. It's just where I'm at. And I accept that knowing that that's the sustainable practice I need to be working on for me. You know what I mean? So as we head into 2022, I want you to be thinking about that for yourself. Like what, what is the sustainable author career for you going to look like? How many books does that look like? How often do you want to be writing? Do you want to write every single day? Or do you want to have times where you take time off? Do you want to do six-week writing sprints like we teach in Rapid Release Roadmap? Or do you want to just literally write every single day because it feels good? Whatever that looks like for you, you need to sit down and really think about it and think about how it feels, both mentally and emotionally. How does it feel in your body? How are you feeling when you're, you know, trying to meet these really fast deadlines? How are you feeling when you're not meeting your deadlines? There's questions that you need to be aware of and be willing to ask yourself as you're heading into this new year so that you're not going to face this huge mental breakdown that a lot of indie authors are facing. I've seen posts of people who are like, oh my God, I was publishing a book a month for the past three and a half years and I burnt out and I couldn't even look at my computer for two more years. I stopped writing altogether. Two years. Can you imagine? I can't, I mean, for me, if I go a couple of weeks without writing, I start getting squirrely. (laughs) I can't imagine being so burnt out. I mean, I can, but I I can't imagine for myself being so burnt out on writing that it would take me two years to get back into it. I don't ever want to get to that place. And I don't want you to get to that place either. Indie authors are really resilient. And we we have this innate drive because we're entrepreneurs too. We, We have this innate drive to want to produce, to want to create, to want to be recognized, to want to put our stuff out there and to be seen. But at the same time, we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect our sanity. Now, in in podcasts past, I've talked about, you know, my struggles with being a high achiever and wanting to always be on, you know what I mean? Trying to always be going to the point where I was working literally seven days a week, whether it was on Author Revolution, whether it was on my books, just trying to crack the code, just trying to crack into the market, just trying to figure it out. And I've come to realize over this past year that I very likely have ADHD. I haven't been diagnosed. Um, My youngest son is actually in the process of being diagnosed this week. But I get to the point where I hyper-focus on things. And when I hyper-focus on a goal, that's all I can see. And when that is all I can see, 
everything else that comes at me is an annoyance. Everything else that comes at me is like really frustrating to have to tear myself away from the one thing I really want to be doing. And truth be told, I think everyone in my house has this problem. If if I have it, I'm pretty sure my husband does. And I'm pretty sure my kids do. But when that happens, I don't feel good, right? When I hyper-focus to the point where it's been days and I'm like digging into a problem, trying to find a solution, and I haven't, you know, created a healthy meal for myself, or I haven't taken a break just to unwind and have a bath or chill out or watch a show with my daughter or, you know, do something that just nourishes my soul, I feel it. Like internally, I feel it. I feel like I have been bound up tight and I need to just like decompress. Do you ever get like that? That's how it feels to me anyway. So because of that, and because I'm acutely aware of my own ability to hyperfocus and then get stuck on this process, I don't want that for other people because I notice it and I actively work to pull myself back out of it because I start to notice it. I start to notice how uptight I am, or I start to notice how frustrated I am or anxious or whatever. And I realize that I haven't been paying attention to my values as an entrepreneur or as a person, as a mom. And maybe this would be an exercise that's helpful for you guys as well. So as you're getting ready to create your business plan, let's say, you know, for your author career, I want you to write down what are your values? What are the things you want your author career to fit around? So for example, for me, I know that I feel really good when I am moving. So movement, I've come to find out is actually not just about moving my body. It's not just about working out and feeling and looking good. It's actually a a way, a source for me to be able to manifest the thing I want. The law of attraction works in different ways and we all manifest our lives through different things. And for whatever reason, movement is mine. And it, it was so funny because I saw a TikTok this past year where someone actually described how people manifest and how it's not just, you know, sitting down, creating affirmations, mental, mentally visualizing it, whatever. It can be in other ways. And she was talking about movement in one of them. And I was like, light bulb. Oh my God. It never occurred to me that that is the way I manifest, but it is. There have been many times where I've gone, you know what? I need to figure this out and I will grab my lawnmower and I will mow. And that act of like just moving my body, going around in a circle or however the the pattern is in that particular area, the movement combined with my mental energy of what I'm trying to do or figure out is enough. Or there have been times where I've been wanting to sell a house, for instance. And so the entire time I'm painting a room, getting it ready to sell. I'm thinking about how quickly it's going to sell, how it's going to do whatever, you know, how how we're going to get more than we expected, whatever the case is. And I'm doing that as I'm painting. And then you get that outcome when you sell and it's happened. And so for me, movement is huge. That's a value that I have placed in my um, list of values that I have to find time to move. And so when I'm not doing my workouts, when I'm not getting up and, and moving, I can feel it. I can feel my energy waning, right? So movement is at the top of my list. And then underneath that is taking time to nurture myself. So whether that be getting up in the morning with my cup of tea or coffee, whatever calls to me that morning, sitting down with my stack of books and reading a chapter out of each version, you know, each book. I actually typically have three different books going at any given time. I have my fiction book, 
I have my like spiritual type book that is either manifestation or um, new age, whatever. And then I have like a uh, nonfiction book that I'm reading where it's probably going to be something um, based around our career, right? Something like newsletter ninja or, you know, whatever. It's going to be something that's going to be career oriented. And I'll read a chapter out of each of those every single morning. And it's, you know, it takes me what? An hour. Okay. So I spend an hour reading in the morning. But that time, first thing in the morning, is just so valuable to me that I feel nourished. My soul feels nourished. My brain feels nourished first thing in the morning, and I like it. But then underneath that, it's being a good partner, being a good partner to my spouse, being able to you know be present when we're talking, when we're communicating, when we have breakfast together, when we have lunch together, if he's home. You know, those sort of things are important to me. And underneath that is raising my children, doing a, a good job raising them, and giving them the values that I hope that they will one day implement themselves and do a good job with their own lives and their own careers. And underneath the, you know, the family aspects of it, it's adventure. I want my life to be an adventure, whether it be in real life, running around, doing fun things with my kids and my family or for myself, or even in my books. My stories are a way for me to, to create an adventure that maybe I'm not able to do right now. And that allows me to escape and to do that adventuring and mystery hunting and seeking all on my own, right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, I want the security knowing that what I'm doing is producing the income that allows me to continue to create content, to create the world and the life that I want. But it helps not only myself, it helps you. It helps other authors to create a life that they love. That is my security, knowing that, you know, I'm taken care of and you're taken care of at the same time. At the end of the day, I also want to have my soul be nourished. It kind of goes back to the nurture side of things. I want, I want to feel whole. I want to feel complete. And I'm sure you do too. And so sit down and think about, you know, what are your values? What are the things you want for yourself and how does your author career fit around it because if you're trying to publish a book every month and you're feeling like that's the only way to maintain your royalties or your security is now going to be threatened then you need to take a closer look at how you're building your author career because that's you and your structure that is your construct so if that's not a, what you really want Take a closer look at it. Take a step back and go, okay, can I do the same thing? Can I make as much money publishing less books? Can I create the, the stories that I really love by doing less things? Because sometimes we create more work for ourselves than we really need to. And that's also going to, you know, interact with your mental health. And it's going to create this kind of feedback loop that's not going to be friendly to you. I don't know, maybe I'm just being philosophical here as we head into 2022, but that's that's where I'm at. It's like I see this really huge crisis that's looming. And if we're not careful, if indie authors don't stop to think about, intentionally think about their author careers and what works for them and how they function, it's going to mean a lot of people who are no longer in the industry. It's going to mean a lot of voices that get silenced because they just can't continue onward and they feel like they're not good enough. 
you know, right? Ultimately, when you're not hitting your goals and you're not performing at the level that you think you should be performing at, we think we're not good enough. But you are. Your voices are. They're so important. The whole reason why the indie author movement is so incredible is because of the fact that no longer do we have these gatekeepers that tell us whether or not our books are good enough, whether or not our stories are good enough, whether or not we can put them out there because they won't sell. You know, even if maybe they don't sell, maybe we write a story that isn't going to sell right now, whatever. That's still up to us to put it out there. Maybe we still get a few people who read the story and are moved and touched by it. I was having a conversation with my my 16-year-old son yesterday. He's struggling at school with creating content around his his peers. He's not a super, he's kind of shy. And he was talking about how in video production, he doesn't like doing the videos because the teacher then shares those videos with all of the students. And he feels really self-conscious about it. And I was letting him know that, you know, sometimes we f- we create these dialogues in our head where we think a certain way and we think that that's the only way it's going to go, right? You know, like, oh my gosh, what if I put this video out and people think I'm, you know, a complete goob? <laughs> you know, what if I create a podcast and I ramble on about the health, uh, mental health crisis, people are going to think I'm nuts. But the thing is, there's someone, I guarantee you, who is listening, who is watching, who maybe you don't even realize it is going to become someone who is your biggest advocate, who is your biggest ally. And like I was telling Evan, you know, when those videos go out, what if he's depriving his new best friend of even getting to know him? or realizing that they share similar interests? What if he is, you know, depriving his new girlfriend from being able to see who he is? You know, there's all these things that we do where we think we're shielding ourselves or protecting ourselves, but ultimately we are probably hindering ourselves. You know what I mean? So all of these things are important as we think about, you know, our mental state, what it is we want, how we are limiting ourselves, and how we can actually empower ourselves going forward, because that's really important. It's important to me anyway. Empowering myself, empowering others, that's the thing that I really am here for. That's the thing that I love to do. I love to see that spark in someone's eyes when they realize that the way they've they've been thinking wasn't benefiting them. You know, like when I had that conversation with Evan the other day, you know, I could see it in his eyes. I could see him going, I never thought of it that way. Even though he didn't say it in so many words, (laughs) I could see it. And so just as you're moving forward, maybe over this next week, I want you to think about what you want your author career to look and feel like. What are your values that have to be put down first before you create your author career? Because once you have that, once you have that in place, everything else is easier to know whether or not you're on track. Like for me right now, uh, as I'm trying to get ready to go to Christmas vacation, I'm trying to do a bunch of things up front. I haven't taken a week off in a very long time. And so my goal is to have a whole bunch of things done so that I can leave on Thursday and be mostly done for the rest of the year. But as I'm doing that, I'm seeing this thing that has to get done and that thing that has to get done and I'm getting more stressed and I'm taking less time for my lunch and I'm taking less time in the morning because I know I don't have much time and I'm just trying to cram it all in, but I'm starting to feel really frazzled. And I know that's how I was operating all the time a couple of years ago. 
and I don't like it. I don't like how it feels and I don't like how I am and I don't like that whole vibe. I just don't. So I'm pretty sure you don't either. Maybe it's just a guess, but I'm pretty sure you don't. Like I said, I just want you to think about it. Something to be considering as you move forward. And then hopefully you're able to create a career that is empowering to you, that feels good. And that does not, you know, create a mental breakdown in the process because we don't need that. We need your voices. All right. Well, that's what I have for you today. That was kind of a bit of a uh, a riff off of what I was thinking about when it comes to, you know, what I'm seeing in the indie author industry and what I really don't want for us as we move forward in the next 10 years. So if you would like to get the transcript to this podcast episode, make sure you head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 112. And just as a reminder, we have the next Plan Your Series Challenge coming up January 3rd through the 7th. So if you have not yet signed up, and you want some help, you want to get a little extra motivation as 2022 starts, come join us. We're going to be launching live again. We're going to be having our live chats in the Facebook group. We're going to be talking about what planning a series looks like. Make sure you join us. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash plan your series and get signed up because I, you know what, guys, we're in this together. You do not have to do this alone. I also want to take a really brief moment to say thank you so much to my new patrons over at Patreon. I have started a new campaign so that people who are listening to this podcast can help by supporting the creation of what I do. And I have two new patrons that I just am thrilled with and so happy that they're aboard. And so I'm going to give them a shout out today. We've got Amanda King and also Daphne Garrison. Both of you are amazing women. I appreciate you so much and thank you for being a patron. This is Christmas week. I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas and happy holidays. If you don't celebrate Christmas, just enjoy the time, enjoy the energy and the space, and we will see you again next week. Go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.